All right, are you having a good time so far? You want some noise in here this evening? Then close the door, because we're going to party in here all night tonight. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. Coming to you live from Paragon 7 Studios here in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. You were listening to the Lance J Radio Network. We have our intern, Pax Fordham. Oh, yeah. In the building with me today. We're trying to we're trying to do we we run we'll be running internships every summer. And I have a little bit of money for you at the end of the summer. I know, I know that I know that. We had people canceling us because they didn't want to pay Swag. your exorbitant fees. But, yeah, but I haven't forgotten you. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take care of you. Swag, yeah, um, man. We're 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 out here. Pax is a Pax and I share the same alma mater for both high school mm-hmm. and college, mm-hmm. and he is an aspiring young journalist. Has a much higher career arc, much more potential. Than I do. I want to want to give him some exposure. I'm hoping, Pax, that if this goes well. So I do. I do live Friday, as I call it, Lance Day Live on Fridays. Now the WVOL. I have a lot of traveling that I have to do at various times during the summer. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping that you'll do well enough that you can carry the full hour by yourself. Ah. If you're if you're man enough to to do it, you might need to bring some of your friends or, or your brothers or something like I'll that. I'll put on my big boy pants. But put on your big boy pants. So so this is this is like I said, this is our internship. Uh, our intern Pax Warden sure. coming in. You know, I wish I wish I had a good uh, opening intro voice as you. That's right. Like every time you turn on the radio, you're like, "This is Power Two Nine One One." I wish I was good. At well, it. I mean, it's just you're. Everybody doesn't have the same. One of the things that I've learned about doing radio. The last five years is that you really just have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. So this was natural for me. I came up listening to radio. I'm more of a radio guy than a TV guy. I spent my whole life listening to family radio and then listening to my dad, listening to sports talk radio, driving around Ohio. So I just I just absorbed all of those things in. I, mean, I didn't go to broadcasting school it's just my whole life has been listening to the radio. I uh, probably so. call myself a TV guy, but I, I've been, lately I've been spending an exorbitant amount of time doing uh, listening to podcasts. Okay. Because I'd be working as a dishwasher. So it's like you just listen to music like the whole shift. So I'm where, spending like. Where are you washing dishes? California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, so Hills you're the one that's at, at, at CPK. Yes, sir. Right. Green Hills. Land of the Whites. So where. You say, oh, it's the Green Hills one. What. What explain to me what your aspirations are and explain to the listeners on WVOL what what do you want to do with your career? What are you studying in college? What what are your goals and objectives? Oh man. Well, let me start. Well, I am a sophomore at Oakwood University. Right. I'm pretty sure you've heard of that school. Um, and I am a communications major with a concentration in film and television. Kind of my whole life, I've kind of just been into film and TV. I think I have mm-hmm. a personality of someone who's just into culture i was never really mm. someone who 
wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor or any other cool academic thing. I was kind of someone who just wanted to use my voice to mm. I, I'm very into culture in, in the in the society. So right. I don't know whether you're it's about black culture, you're talking about Gen Z pop culture. culture. What do you okay. pop culture like like how people think. I think right. that TV and movies is probably, if not the most influential way of forming public opinion Interesting. Um, when it has to do with like public perceptions of things. All right. Right. So elaborate on that. What do you, when you say TV and movies, are you talking about political or you're talking about like CNN, Fox news? Are you talking about movies like the Avengers or, or black Panther? What? Of uh, course, of course that. I cannot undermine the uh, crazy, almost scary, really bad influence of 24 hours news media. But okay. I do think about, so, you know, you can have, well, I'm a part of the 24 hour news media. Yeah. But you're not like the two big ones that okay. are like always fighting at each other. And well, every time yet, but, they know, go on. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, 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 when you know you can know facts you can know logic you can know all those good things but i feel like when you think about things you think about pictures you know mm -hmm. you can know um as much as statistics about black people mm -hmm. as you want but when you think about black people when someone says the word black people you think about the image you have in your mind and i think we get the image we might get the facts from news but we get the image from tv and movies okay. i think when now what type of image is that to you now when i was coming up and I have, so I, I remember when I was a little bit older than you, my first job out of college, I was working at a bank. And my, I'll never forget, I lived in, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, which is a moderately big city. It's about the same size as Nashville. It's ah. very similar. And my boss grew up in a small town called Millersport, Ohio. And his perception of black people was solely based on what he saw on BET. So he thought that all black yeah. people were basically outcast. Nelly, he didn't understand that there were black people that were very educated. Exactly. And used large words. And, and, and that's why we need, that's like why that. we needed people to create our Cosby shows and right. our Fresh Princes and right. our, you know what's. You know? So Cosby show, I was going to ask you about this in the next segment. So what do you think? What do you think about Heathcliff Huxtable? What do you think about <laughs> Bill Cosby? And what do you think about Pill Cosby? Pill? Oh, oh Pill Cosby. that's very clever. That's very clever. So, so, so uh, we're getting into the subject of separating the art from the artist. Right, I huh? may be. That's already a smart comment. I, <laughs> I may be too radical on that, wrong with that. Too radical on that side. Radical I was actually at IHOP with my friends and they were like, you still listen to R. Kelly? How dare you? Okay. Um, I, I think it's about the content. I think it's about what you are trying to influence people with. Now, the tricky thing is people's personal lives always trickle down into right. their art. But of course, when you're private like that and you're doing terrible things, and especially since when we think about TV, we don't think about, you know, we think about one person and them getting the money. And of course, you don't necessarily want to pay Bill Cosby, especially with the crazy things he's been doing. But um, you got to think about with a movie, TV show, even if he's the executive producer, there are so many other people making money, making, you know, I want, I want, a, I want uh, Felicia Rashad to get a few more dollars, uh, not at the expense of Bill no, no, do you think, Cosby's. do you think that, do you think that Bill Cosby, do you agree with the fact that he was let out of jail? Do you feel that that's unfair or is that just something that's not even really on your radar? Look, man, I think judges say the darndest things. Haha. <laughs> so, uh, do you get that pun there? All right. Yeah, you got it. 
So you, so <laughs> okay. I, I, I understand what you're saying, but that I know it was, more. it was just, a, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I was so surprised when he was let out because I, you know, the thing was supposed to be like three to 10 years and he got right. out for three and it was, it was because he pled guilty, right? No, he got out because there was a, uh, he did not receive a fair trial and there were, there were, it was exposed that there were some inconsistencies with his trial that didn't allow him his, I think his fifth amendment rights were violated. He had a deal that he cut with the DA and, and they didn't, they didn't really follow that deal. So as in most cases, when someone is known not to give a fair trial, the state Supreme court overturned the case. It doesn't mean that he didn't do those heinous things. It just means that he didn't get a fair trial. Everybody, so, everybody's entitled to get a fair trial. So how did you feel about it? I felt that, that he didn't get a fair trial, and I think that he should have been set free. I don't think that he should have ever spent a single day in prison because he didn't get a fair trial. I still believe that me personally, I think that he engaged in some very nefarious activities and, and chicanery, and um, I think that he might be a reprehensible person mm -hmm. or committed reprehensible acts, but I can separate, like you said, I can separate the legal side from my personal opinion my personal opinion doesn't really matter when it comes to somebody serving a significant appointment at his age it's almost a life sentence to put someone in for 10 years yeah putting someone in jail the rest of their life my opinion doesn't matter it's the facts and legally he should not have been incarcerated uh, rather he did those things or not you've got to have a trial that's fair with the parameters of the law and that's 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 a constant issue that 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 we face what are your thoughts now what's going on at the college level, I know that last year you had COVID, so you had limitations. Oh yes, and, and you were kind of, you know, you don't you don't have as much interaction with your with your peers. But what are what are they talking about? Because you go to HBCU, Is there, what are they talking about when it comes to critical race theory? Oh my goodness! It, well, okay, so um, critical race theory is. Basically, I feel like it's the same thing that's happened to the word racist in the last couple of years or racism in the last couple of years. Now, I know you're asking about HBCU, but the main people that you hear freaking about it, freaking out about it are like conservatives and Republicans. Right. Correct. I think that, unfortunately, people on sides that are opposed to uh honestly sometimes it feels like the betterment of minority groups they take words that are really used as intellectual things and create these like boogeyman fallacies mm -hmm. of anything we don't like anything we hate anything we we think is bad we throw it into critical race theory mm -hmm. so i think there's some pros of i think that there is a real definition of critical race theory that was created in the 70s by intellectuals right. at college mm -hmm. and then there is like the modern critical race theory definition that's like being held in like political forums and then there is the shifted perverted definition mm. that is being come out of the mouth of tucker carlson wow that's i mean i i couldn't have oh so you said tucker carlson so i, I feel I like have, so basically what i'm saying is i feel like um teaching kids you know we were talking about the whole florida thing where they banned uh, critical race theory teaching kids of oh uh uh, redlining and segregation in school has an impact how people live today. I don't think that's a radical, terrible thing. Right. But I think the problem is people who are really just, uh, you know, uh, a group, a group of a party that tends to be less educated than the other part. Um, they decide, so oh, every the time Republicans are less educated than 
Democrats. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure that's backed up statistically. Like, I think... Well, educated, formal educated. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. For the most part, I'm kind of politically agnostic, but I'm just trying to tease out. You're saying that... Are you saying formal education? Because we... I think we, we do... Everybody doesn't go to school. I mean, some people build a business. Some people go to the military. That's but do you, do you think that Republicans are, are you saying less educated or are you saying dumber? And you can say <laughs> dumber. I mean, it's, so, it's my so, show. I, you, so, 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 we're not owned by anything. You can say whatever you want. As long as here's you, what I think. I think that, you know, we talk about, and this is going to sound oddly Marxist, but we talk about, um, you know, we place society in this contrast, this conflict between the red party and the blue party. Right. I think the big contrast really is between like the 1% and everybody else. Right. I think that the 1%, the more power you have in the last, like, let's say maybe like 20 years, we've seen a shift in the more power you have you may lean towards voting Republican because let's say you have money or political power, that party may give you what you need to keep that right. power. Um, What's Marxist about that? I don't, I don't think that that's Marxist at all. Yeah, but you know, people be saying everything's Marxist. It's, it's, a, it's a boogeyman, whatever. But um, Oh, well, there are a lot of Marxist people that are out there. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're, no, when you... When you get your movie gig and start making big money, I mean, you're going to pay a lot of taxes. I think a lot of people just don't want to pay taxes. I don't I don't know if everyone that's a Republican hates blacks and hates. Oh, definitely not. The Latinx community and hates the LGBTQIA community. I know a lot of people, they just don't want to pay 40 percent of their income in taxes. But these are these are very fascinating stars. I'm going to ask you a bunch more political questions. I see that that's. Your wheelhouse. So what we're going to do is we'll be back with more of the Landstay Show after these messages. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence. The Heisenberg of broadcast radio. The Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network. U.S. Hunger is embarking on a new initiative that will reshape the healthcare panorama. Having shipped food to over 150,000 homes, they are aligning with Medicare Advantage plans to enhance quality, risk adjustment, and star ratings. Many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness, such as diabetes, hypertension, and COPD, also live within food deserts. U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That's ushunger.org. He's a sweet soul, brother. Joining us on the Lance Day Radio Network tonight, the one and only Pete Rock, the Chocolate Boy Wonder. My favorite Pete Rock remix is the Jump Around remix Jump around. and the public enemy, the public I shut, shut him, him down. down. Who do you well, rock with that some of the young bulls that's out in the industry today? Well, I definitely say the whole Griselda click, and then I'll say the PDE click, and, you know, um, you know, you know, J. Cole. Uh, I, wow. s- I-, I love you to death, Pete Rock. I love you to no death, Pete Rock. And me and Pete Rock supposed to do something as well. Nope. No doubt, bro. Nope. Let's get it popping. <laughs> At Industrious, we don't want anything to get between you and your great day. That's why our private offices and suites come with everything you need to safely connect with your teammates in person or over Zoom so you can make every day a great one. Go to industriousoffice.com. 
Enjoy a great day at Industrious on us when you book a tour at industriousoffice.com. Yo, this your boy Rampage. Shout out my boy DJ Cam. Free Agent Radio, it's official. Land to land, state to state, sea to sea. It's going down like this. In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. So I'm sitting here with our intern, Pax Fordham, that's uh, doing some work with Paragon 7 Studios over the summer and, and, and some of the artists that are assigned to our imprint. As a part of our, our deal, he gets a few opportunities to bless the airwaves here in Nashville. Howdy deal. On, on WVOL, for the, the mighty 1470 AM. And then our affiliates all over. We have so, affiliate, so many affiliates, I can't name them. But you know, some of the big affiliates, Seattle, shout out to y'all on uh, Seattle Hip Hop Radio, uh, Free Agent Radio. We, we just uh, stop beefing radio. We have a lot of affiliates around, around the country. And so Bax is a very fascinating young man. Uh, you're, what are you, 19? Thank you. I'm 19, yes. You're 19. But he's very wise beyond his years. Aww. So he, he had a really good synopsis of critical race theory and the, the premise that really critical race theory is just American history. It's just American history through the lens of, of individuals that have been uh, perhaps on, on the wrong side of, of American history. We talked a little bit about Bill Cosby. Mm. Let's go back into politics. So what do you think your generation, did you get a chance to vote last year? Yeah. Were you old enough? Okay. Yes, sir. So you got a chance to vote for the first time. What do you think about the Biden administration and what they're doing, how they're handling the pandemic, how they're handling the economy? What are your, what are your thoughts as a, as a young, young man and that's really still formulating his opinions. What are your thoughts on the Biden administration? Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the largest uh, wide span of history, but you uh, know, especially because of like those few executive orders that he started on his first day, kind of creating that task force for African American uh, mm-hmm. equality and the Asian hate bill mm-hmm. and different stuff with that. I think here's what I think. I think that um, even if Biden doesn't get what the people want. Um, he is being influenced by the people to give them what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember Kamala Harris, you know, would always uh, get on Biden during the uh, debate primaries Mm -hmm. because he supported busing. And I Mm -hmm. do think like, oh, he voted for this. That means yeah, and and it's like, oh, he supported this. He's fake or whatever. I think that's what politicians are supposed to be. Like, sure, you I don't really think the politicians are supposed to be fake. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't care what your personal opinion is as a politician. In all honesty, if you think blue is red or yellow is gold, I don't care. What I care is that if you let the group that you are representing, the majority, the population influence you. And I think that's what Biden's been doing. I think because he is uh, less melanated, he might be able to do a little bit more for minority groups than Obama could without getting extreme backlash. I'm not saying that he's doing more. I'm not saying that he's going to do more, but I'm right. saying that I've noticed that the things he's saying, the things he gets to say, I feel like he's a gets to be a little now, bit more. Now, what do you feel about uh, Madame VP Kamala Harris? Do you think, do you think that she is the next president of the United States? Do, do you feel, I mean, she's a very polarizing 
individual. I mean, she's put a lot of brothers your age in jail mm -hmm. in her career. I think she's obviously the smartest person in the room, but she gets a lot of she gets a lot of backlash about her temperament and demeanor. She has some of the same assets that Hillary Clinton had, just really brilliant, very capable, but not always the the most warm individual do you do you think that that she will be the president of the united states in 2024 or perhaps 2028 well you talk about the warm characteristic i do think that um i don't i don't think this warm cold exterior translate that's much into the public like i'm not hearing that many people do you hear that many people saying oh i don't really like kamala harris because she's bitter oh, all the time but oh, really? I, okay. I listen to a lot of both sides though okay so, People on the conservative side really don't like her. I mean, obviously don't like her for other reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're, in my experience, watching elections, the people, the Tucker, Carlson, Hannity crowd, mm -hmm. they're not going to vote for her anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they literally, these are people that would literally rather die of cancer than get <laughs> Obamacare. Like Very much so, yes. they rather go blind from diabetes than get insulin from Obama. Yes. So you can't really worry about that crowd. The crowd that's influenced is that middle group that's about 20% of Americans True. that they could go either way. So you saw that group in Wisconsin and Ohio and some other states in the Midwest, they voted for Trump in the last election cycle. And then Trump made him a lot of promises and Trump wasn't able to keep all of those promises. Then you had, then you had COVID that really hurt them from an economic standpoint, the farmers the the Midwest the the people that work with their hands mm -hmm. the, the the working class so to speak so a lot of them flipped and voted for Biden and these Trump was doing all these audits and, and claiming that the election was stolen well you have very razor thin margins you have margins that if you flip twenty thousand people in the state that yeah. could be the difference between that state going red or going blue yeah. and then if you flip twenty thousand people in four states which is in essence 80, 90, 100,000 people, 100,000 votes change the election. Here's, if Trump gets 100,000 more votes in, in Arizona, in Wisconsin, in North Carolina, he's still president of the United States. So I think that that's the big issue. How do you, how do you get Kamala Harris to ingratiate herself to those middle of the pack voters that could go either way? Here's what I tell you. Middle of the pack voters, that's our own little thing we got to figure out. If we, in the next couple of years, can fight all these voter suppression acts, then we can make Kamala Harris president for the next couple of years if we can if we can undo what they've been doing in Georgia and other states right. we can make her president um with these middle ground people who are kind of unsure and this middle ground group is kind of shrinking like if you look at the stats the the moderate middle is shrinking because everyone's kind of filing into their own line mm -hmm. um uh, politics is a new religion definitely it's a very new religion right. it's it's a new religion because it's like it's like it's not about the candidate anymore it's about what team they're on mm -hmm. and when they're on that team they hate you they hate right. what you're for they hate you and right. if, so i honestly i don't know how much it is about kamala because i feel like if you're a democrat you like kamala if you're a republican you don't there are people in the middle ground but i think the more specific thing we would want to target if we wanted to make kamala president some people don't um we would need to target these voter suppression laws and undo this Interesting. Yeah, I think I think that not just in Georgia, you have Stacey uh, Abrams that that did, in my opinion, great work getting I just me personally, I want everyone to have a chance to vote. Yeah. Whether you vote for my person or not, 
if everyone's voted and it's fair, I'm willing to live with the consequences of thinking of Trump in the last election, we went to bed feeling that Trump was likely to win and he ended up not winning. Uh-huh. I didn't want to see Trump win another term. I thought that that'd be very deleterious to the United States. Same. However, if he won fair, I'm willing to say, well, Hey, this is what, this is democracy. And we have to try harder to, to get the candidate that supports our goals and, and our platforms into the next election but then once they counted all the votes, it, it ended up being Biden. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not a big Biden fan, but but that's you know, I would have voted for you over Trump. Right? <laughs> what are your what are your get him out of the, the White House? With what are him. your cons of Biden? Uh, I don't think that Biden is very dynamic. You know, I think that in this in this country we have Obama was dynamic before your time. Bill Clinton was dynamic. Um, Ronald Reagan was dynamic. He was the devil and brought <laughs> crack into the, the black community. But he was very dynamic. I'm not big on these guys. It's the president or girls, president of the United States. You have to be elite and dynamic. Biden is is the sports equivalent of a stat compiler. Like he's Rafael Palmero. He's mm. Fred McGriff. He's someone that he's someone that played so many years and he's been around for so many years that he's the next in line. But I mean, he's been in for his whole adult life. He's been a politician his whole adult life. I don't see where he's brought anything that was ultra magnetic to the table. And I think for this role, the president of the United States is, is arguably the leader of the free world. You need to have something a little bit more special than him. Biden was just around so long. Yeah. He kind of won by default. We had 500,000 people been killed by COVID when he was running. Mm-hmm. We were in lockdown. The economy, Trump is the only president, I think since Herbert Hoover to lose jobs <laughs> and to go backwards at that level in the economy. So it's, it's you know, it's it's it was a very unique situation, and he yeah. was there at the, at the right time. And I think that Biden's an adult. Biden's not tweeting. He's not making fun and calling people names and engaged in that type of uh, sophomoric behavior. He's just doing his best to run the country. But I don't, I don't see any brilliance from President Biden. I don't feel like he's reinventing the wheel i don't i don't feel like he's going to usher us into an age of excellence okay. that we've never seen before but everybody has their place in time now, i have a question as we get towards the close hey. i'm going to give you a few minutes how are you feeling about going back to school in a non-covid protocol what are you what are you looking forward to with your school year next year and will it be weird because all you know of college is covid so you've never been in a college situation where it was was free reign. Where where do you are you looking forward to going back to school and and what are some of the activities you're gonna be getting involved in? Last semester I was kind of anxious because I was like super scared of COVID. I was mm. wearing a mask and wiping down every oh, little okay. thing that I touched. This semester, you know, I'm double vaccinated. I got everything done. I I, I now are most of your peers getting the vaccine because most of my younger cohorts they're like, nah, I'm not getting that. There's people my age that have chronic illness, like I have Lyme disease it's in our best interest to get it. But I don't, I don't see a lot of young people your age that are rushing out to get it. From oh. what I see on Instagram, I see a lot of young people. Oh, doing wow. It. I mean, it's fantastic. I think that a lot of kids is honestly, if, if they're, if they go home from school and their parents are like, go get the vaccine, oh, okay. <laughs> they'll probably do it. I, uh, only reason why I wouldn't have got the vaccine is because I would have been too lazy to get it. And my mom scheduled it for oh, me. Okay. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think there's that many people that have like controversial takes against it. That's really good to hear. So what are, what are some of the things you're going to be doing in school this coming year? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, trying to work on more film projects. I want to get into more of the documentary, social science realm of things. Um, last semester, I worked on like a sitcom. Might do another season oh, wow, of that. Uh, 
Pretty much, yeah. Might do a little bit of choir, maybe a little bit of dynamic praise. We'll see what happens. But. Okay, well, I was I was in Aeolian, and, and shout out to Jason Ferdinand. Yes, Jason's sir. Good. A good friend of mine and a, and a fantastic guy. Well, I really appreciate you coming in, Pax. I think that your political talk, you have you have a real talent talking politics. I mean, you're already much better than, than I am. Oh, and explaining and, and breaking down those things. Uh, where Last thing, where can we find you if you're listening? Where can we find you on the gram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever, uh, TikTok, wherever young people, <laughs> uh, Black Planet, um, wherever wherever people are, are of your age are cohorting these days. Pax Meets World on Twitter and Instagram. You can hear all my random thoughts and takes about crazy things on there. Uh, sounds good. We will definitely <laughs> be having you back on the show to talk a little bit more politics. And, and thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Land J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. AEP annual enrollment programs are launching in just a few months, and this is the perfect time to shop for the best insurance options for you and your loved ones. Learn more about individual and group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Their diverse portfolio includes accident expense, specified disease plans, life insurance, and PPO plans. Engage It Health's licensed benefit advisors are just a phone call away to bring you optimal service in selecting affordable and unique benefit packages that meet your health care needs. Call Engage in Health today at 832-219-5829. That's 832-219-5829 and tell them that Lance J sent you.